This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world, join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Janice Porter. Janice trains business professionals to network at a mastery level and shows them how to turn their connections into new business through relationship marketing, both online and offline. Janice is also the host of the top-rated show, The Relationships Rule Podcast, which I had the honor of. Uh, being her guest, on which she interviews thought leaders, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and business owners to mine their secrets to success. Thanks so much for being here today, Janice. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Diane. Absolutely. And we're going to be talking today about LinkedIn. So let's head right in. Why LinkedIn? Why LinkedIn? Well, if you are in business today, you need to have a business presence and the place to have it is on the biggest business platform, networking platform, social media platform that there is. And that's LinkedIn. Yeah. I, I, I believe me. So with you now, hopefully all the listeners uh, have some sort of presence on LinkedIn. Um, but let's talk about the profile for a minute. So what goes into having a fully optimized profile on LinkedIn? So great question, because I find that people will slap something up and then start posting all over the place, but they don't realize that if you're posting things, it comes back to people, if they're curious, want to look at your profile. So you need to give your best first impression. And how you would do that is I call it the, you start with the four H's, the header, the headline, the uh, headshot and the hook. And I'll just explain what I mean. Right. So the header is your background image. Um, and that is valuable, free real estate. So don't leave it at the default. You might put your, uh, you might have a banner, a headline that, or sorry, a header that uh, matches your website. So it's got the same colors as your website and it's got your URL on it and maybe your tagline. If Depending on your industry, right? You might um, show your new book up there. You might show a course that you're doing. Um, there's many things you can do. I'm just saying, don't leave it at default for now. Okay. okay. The headline is the piece directly under your name. And that is probably more important real estate than the banner, because everywhere you go on LinkedIn, that headline goes with you. And so you want to use it to the max and you want it to 
um, use keywords that um, describe who you are, what you do, and probably have a benefit statement that says um, how you help people. So what solutions you bring to the table. Um, So that's your headline. Your headshot, need I say anything more than it should be professional, right? I still see people of uh, pictures of people with their grandkids and dogs and, you know, on vacation, you need a professional headshot preferably close up head and shoulders um, so we can see the the sparkle in your eyes and the hook the hook is the beginning of your about section and your about section is the piece that really um, I think uh, tracks or rejects people to you and or from you because and that's what you want because you want your people you don't want just everybody you want your about section to attract the people that you want to work with. And so the very beginning should really, um, you get four lines before, if you're on a desktop, you get four lines before the see more button. If you're on your phone, you only get a couple of lines, maybe one sentence. So you want it to invite curiosity. You want it to be such that um, someone who is your people will say, oh, maybe she's got the answer to that question. Like, for example, you know, are you um, drowning in um, shoe boxes and paperwork, uh, you know, and receipts and don't know what to do with them? I'm, I'm just saying off the top of my head, well, who would want... Who would they want? They'd want an accountant or a bookkeeper. So that would attract, you know, the people in that situation. And so if you can be curious in the first little bit and then get people into your about section, then you want to make sure that they know who you serve and how you support them. Okay. You're going to say a little bit about yourself. You're going to say it in your style as well, but most importantly, you know, they're only interested in themselves. So they want to know what you can do for them. So those are the most important pieces of your profile. So it's not a resume. It is not a resume. It's not in third person. It And it's also not a write-up about your company. This is your personal profile. You may have a company page as well. And I encourage that. Um, where you would you would um, put things in the from the company you would speak from the company perspective, but in your personal profile, it is about you and about what you do and who you serve. Okay, awesome. So let's talk about making um, a great first impression because this is something I think people really don't get. So well, and okay, so. Um, you meet someone at a networking event and you may exchange business cards, although I don't do that anymore, but um, uh, there's other ways to do it. However, you might want to go back uh, to your office and you really liked this person and you want to connect on LinkedIn. In fact, I often encourage people to say, hey, are you on LinkedIn? Let's connect. But when you come to their profile, what's your first impression? It goes back to those four H's, right? It's like, are they showing me a professional um, profile and do they look like they know what they're doing? Are they here, you know, working or um, using LinkedIn? So that's the first impression. Great. That's great. Thank you. I And, and I like um, connecting the profile to when they're connecting with people, because I'm not sure People yeah. So, that. so you, have you ever heard? It's an old expression, and it does show my age. But have you ever heard of the expression "above the fold"? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So the first impression is really above the fold. That's where the H's come in. That's all yeah. you'll see, right? So, yeah, yeah you want yeah. it to be a good one. Nowadays, we call it above the scroll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <Right>? Yes. <laughs> That's true. All right. And, and content versus messaging. Yeah, great question. Yeah, yeah like what's more important? You know, how should people be creating content or sharing content? Just if you could go into the whole content topic. Well, that's interesting that you asked me to go into the content topic because to answer the first part of the question, you know, which is which comes first, you know, the chicken or the egg, which is more important Um, for me. And this is why I want to clarify this, because for me, um, the messaging is more important. But for a lot of people, the content is more important. So I'm a relationship person, right? So I use LinkedIn to generate leads for my business. And in order to do that, I'm more hands-on and talking to people. So I'm, I'm always in the mailbox. I'm looking to find new people to talk to. I'm strategic about how I do it. But, and there's more to it than just, you know, picking someone's name and sending them a message. But, um, but that's where I hang out. Um, one, one LinkedIn trainer that, that I follow, have followed and learned from over the years, always says the money is in the mailbox. And I believe that. Okay. However, to be well-rounded on LinkedIn and also if it's your preference to be a creator of content, then go for it. But know that content is more of a passive way right? To generate things, right? So it's a long haul. It's people following you to see what what you have to say. And it takes quite a while before anything further than that may happen. And especially because what happens today in lots of cases is people put up content, either they do it or they have someone do it for them. And nobody looks at what's going on there. Who's engaging? Is that content working? Um, am I doing 30 hashtags, which only belong on Instagram, whereas LinkedIn only likes three? So um, uh, um, uh, am I inviting engagement in the content that I'm doing? Or is it just pretty? Ha- is it just a pretty meme that I created on Canva? Hmm. Right? So there's so yeah. many different things. And, and it first starts really with preference. I mean, for sure. And yes, if you are posting on LinkedIn, it is building your authority on the platform. There's no question, yeah. right? Yeah. And and there are people who I love to watch and listen to their or read their stuff because they're very creative or they're very um, entertaining. They always say with content, educate, entertain, and I can't remember the third one today. <laughs> Um, but basically, okay. right, inform, yeah. inform, educate, ah, yes. yeah, and inform. So um, there's definitely a place for both. So I love that. And as you were talking about it, I was realizing that really content is more marketing, you know, because it, it is passive. It's more being in front of people and creating that, having that exposure and awareness where what you're talking about with messaging is more part of a prospecting yes. sales Lead process, right? Yeah. 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 Being yeah, yeah. careful though not to pitch. Okay. So, but that, okay. So, that's what I was just going to ask you to talk to 
the listeners about best practices when it comes to reaching out to people on LinkedIn? Okay. So if you're doing the outreach, you first of all need to be aware who do you want to talk to? Do do I need to search for people in a geographic area, in a certain vertical market, um, in uh, certain that have certain positions in companies? Know who you're looking for because you can do your search more specifically when you know that. And so then you narrow down your search and then you start looking at the people that that have come up in the search. And as you do that, it doesn't mean you just go connect, connect, connect. It means you do a little research and you then look. First impressions actually could start with that list of um, possible connections. Do they have a headshot? If they don't have a picture, I don't even bother, Maybe. right? Yeah. So if they yeah. have a headshot, then I look at their headline and, the, and their name. And if we have many any common connections, because I can see that from there. But I never connect from that list. I always go to their profile so that I can do a little bit of a, a research to see, um, does it make sense for me to reach out? Is there something I might be able to help them with? Or the fact that we have 259 common connections and we haven't met, there's something wrong there, right? So, um, so that's often a, an opening line. But um, in my, in when you decide who you want to connect with, then you basically in that first connection request, keep it broad, keep it general, because a lot of people actually don't act, don't go to your profile and look, they just accept or not. Okay. So the work starts once they've accepted it. So then quite often you, you, so when they've accepted it, you'll get a notification in your uh, notifications on LinkedIn, perhaps an, an email as well saying that you have a new connection. Depends how you have it set up. Yeah. Um, and then they may have said, thanks for reaching out, Janice, or, you know, whatever, but they may have said nothing. So now the work starts by sending what I call the welcome or the thank you message, right? Thanks for accepting my connection request, Diane. Um, I notice on your profile that we have 47 new uh, connections in common. Um, I really know, uh, you know, how do you know so-and-so? She's a really good friend of mine. Uh, Just something. (laughs) Or I might then also go into, I have a, a few uh, icebreaker type um, messages that I will send. Um, one is uh, like, t- uh, what's a fun, I'm curious, what's a fun fact that um, I won't find about you that I won't find on your, on your profile. So um, that sometimes encourages people to start to engage and they do. And it's fun because then I can start on a lighthearted note. Then I get into, you know, a message around business. Perhaps I'm not selling. I'm getting some rapport going. And then based on my experience and my gut feeling depends on its message two or message five, whether I say and want to say, you know, I'd love to learn more about you. Could we jump on a Zoom call? We did that, didn't we? We did do that. Yeah. So you did the, what, what is something about you that I can't learn from your LinkedIn profile, which I thought was fabulous, but you gave me yours. Yeah. 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 I didn't want to give, give the whole thing away. Yeah. No, no, no. It's yeah. so great. Yeah. So um, I love that. I thought that was a great way of engaging because then I absolutely wanted to engage. Um, 
But the other thing that you just said was uh, deciding whether you want to, right? Which I think is so critical and people don't think about that. Like they think, oh, well, they're on my list or they check these boxes. I must want to, but really? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, usually when they respond well to that um, icebreaker uh, message, I think that is one it's one um, checkbox that they're my kind of people. Uh-huh. They've got a sense of humor, you know, they they're not um, stuffed shirts kind of thing. I've got I've had people not react to that message and then I send um, and they don't react at all. And then I I have like after a certain amount of time, I'll send a different another message, give them two or three messages before it's done. Uh-huh. But what's happened this past week, it's been really interesting because it's been over like 60 days that these three or four messages have gone out and no response. They finally answered the last message and I've had one or two responses. One is no thanks. Okay, fine. You're gone. And the other is I'm so sorry. It's taken me this long to respond to you. I'm so busy with clients. I would love to have a conversation. Let's blah, blah, blah. So again, that, separates right and you don't take it personally because there's over 900 million people now on LinkedIn (laughs) and there's enough out there for all of us exactly that that is exactly right oh that's so great I'm so glad that you you shared that so um so wait I had one guy yesterday one of those it's one of those exact things I think I'd sent him four messages crickets and then he just sent me this message um, I would love to have a conversation with you. I'm free next Tuesday after two o'clock. And here's my email address. Boom. I'm no wow. icebreaker, nothing. I've just sent him all these messages. And he's in an industry that probably could use some of my services. Um, and his LinkedIn yeah. could use a little bit of so I just, you know, I just kind of yeah. go from there and see if I can be of service. So, but that also sounds like that is somewhat of a long game as well. I think a lot yes. of people go right for the kill <laughs> and and don't realize that this really is a nurturing process. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not as long in some cases because I could have those three, two, three, four emails yeah. or messages in you know, a week or so, then book a time to talk. Then that's yeah. my initial, you know, fact finding uh, type of Mm-hmm. Um, conversation. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's also the piece where you're looking for some way you can support them. Can you send them a, a, an article or a document of value? Can you invite them to a free event? Can you, you know, whatever, so that you show that you are um, um, what, like generous? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, that you're not just in it to make a sale. Well, and, and I tell you what I do. I always say, would you, when I get to that icebreaker conversation in uh, a Zoom call or on phone, mm-hmm. I always get their mailing address and I send them a card. Yeah. Right. I know. Right. It's, 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 I think we've lost the art of the simple uh, connecting. We we just we've gotten so into the digital and so into the high tech and whatnot that we've yeah, forgotten systems, 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 right? Yeah, right. Yeah. 
we were sort of losing touch with the whole personal side of things. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. So... How do I want to ask this question? I mean, there's so many people out there I'm finding, I I don't know if you're finding this as well, who are um, connecting or or they're not, well, they'll send a connection request, but like with a message that says, I could do this for you. Okay. Uh, How do you know that? You don't even know who I am. You haven't even looked at my profile, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Or maybe like I get a lot of people who want to promote my podcast, who want me to hire them to promote oh, yes. my podcast. Yeah. So somewhere they saw probably in my headline that I'm a you know a, yeah. a podcast host. And then it it's this, and I don't think they realize that I'm getting those from probably 15 people a day. All because saying the exact like, what, same thing. Five million podcasts out there now. And and so it's a big business, and that's why they're doing it. It's um, crazy. I know. I, I totally ignore most of those. Um, yeah, I do too. I had one message. Actually, it was an email. It wasn't LinkedIn. It was a, a, a message that came to me, an email that said um, it was somebody in the industry, the podcast industry, who was um, doing the outreach for their client who wanted to be a guest on podcasts. Yeah. And this message says something like, um, "They, I think they mentioned my podcast like they'd seen the name and and they said for um uh I think that my my client would be a very good guest for your relationships rule podcast. He's the leading the country's leading expert in mold removal. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh really? Okay. Tell me more. Like yeah. yeah. So I, sometimes I mean, like that made me laugh. So I actually had to answer it and say, you know, I really appreciate you reaching out, but did you read my podcast and my? Seriously. I know. Seriously, I know. I get those too. I actually got one the other day where the, the, it said you're doing such a great job with, and then it was a different podcast. <laughs> just like okay, so weird, right? It's yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna cut and paste, could you do it? Yeah. Like, you know, effectively. I know. So, so talk to us also about then maintaining those relationships. That's, that's always interesting. And here's a key thing as well about that. So when I'm talking to people about doing outreach, I look first at um, how many connections do you actually have now? How many first level connections do you have? You have 2013. Okay, great. How, when was the last time you talked to any of them? <laughs> right? Because yeah. that's the 
warm market that you already know if you're doing things properly, if you're just yeah. connect, 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 you don't really know them, but uh-uh. you know, there's an opportunity there as well. So um, I started myself a, a reconnect campaign last summer. And so every week sending some, uh, like I, with your existing connections, you can um, export your list. And so you can have the CSV file in front of you, you can organize it, you can delete, do whatever. But you can also start looking at each of those people and sending a reconnect message to so many at a time, right? And at a week in a week. And it stirs the pot, right? Yeah. So it it brings people back to you who say, Oh my goodness, it has been a long time, blah, blah, blah. And things can happen from that. Maybe they've changed jobs. You do need to look at their profile and just sort of see um, what's going on with them or ask them what's going on. But I see that you've moved or that you've changed jobs or whatever. So that's a big piece that I think a lot of people don't do. Definitely. And then um, when you have new connections, again, they now become existing connections. So maybe it would be a good idea to have a um, system either of, um, for me, cards that I can, uh, I can, um, um, pre, uh, date to go out twice a year once wow. I've triggered the first one. So now that I'm touching base with them and you can do the same thing in terms of, you know, bringing things forward in whatever CRM you have, or if you're just using, um, your calendar, doing it that way, and then just connecting um, twice a year with them, you know, we're, that's where we miss out is the reconnects and the staying connected, right? But they're not all going to be to that level. They're not all going to rise to that level, right? Um, And the other way you can stay connected, by the way, is by paying attention on a regular basis to your notifications on LinkedIn, because as those notifications show up, that means those people are active, whether it's stating that they had a birthday or they got a new job or they posted this or they liked somebody else's uh, post. You see their name. Now you can go, oh, go and make a comment, go and say hi, send a send a video message, do things to step out of the box a little bit. Yeah, boy. And, and so that's also making me think that um if if you're connected to people who like you've never really communicated with maybe you just accepted their connection requests for you know whatever reason is it does it make sense to just disconnect to go ahead and and disconnect or should you just leave it well that's a good question i think it depends on the numbers that you're dealing with because okay. um or if you hate them altogether and you want to get rid of them then yes oh, that's you another thing yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, so for example, I just had that thought with somebody that said that was one of those people that said no thank you to me. And I looked at his profile again and I think he had like 15,000 connections. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to disconnect from him yet because he's got a huge reach and that reach becomes part of my second level. Oh, yeah, right. Right. But if I really feel awful about the person or I'm not sure or I need room or whatever, that, or I want to clean it up. Some people are more, you know, anal about that. And I, I don't, uh-huh. mean, you know, but, um, but yeah, so there's different reasons to do it or not do it. Okay. All right. Yeah. If you're in building mode, like you're under 500 connections, you want to build, you want to build because it affects your reach. 
Yeah, right. So I'm so glad you said that because I wasn't thinking about that. And uh, and so I was going to ask the question, does the number really matter? But it does matter because of the, the special web effect. Okay, so if you're on a free platform and the majority of small business owners, that's all they really need. Yeah. But if you're on a free platform, your numbers matter because um, when you're doing a search, it only reaches the people on your first, second, and third levels. And if anybody else is doing a search, you're only seen by the people in your first, second, and third level. So the bigger your number, the greater the reach. If you're on Sales Navigator, then you have it works. You're it's yeah. open to everybody, but that's why it's important to build your numbers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's huge. Okay. It is actually because, like I said, if you come to connect with someone who's got fifteen thousand connections, you've just opened up your world exponentially in a huge way. Yeah. Right. So, are there? Um, other other thing like is there anything new that LinkedIn's doing in the, in the connection you know part of the whole thing that you think people should know about that maybe well I think the the most interesting thing lately is when it comes to connecting and I I, I mentioned it just briefly a few minutes ago is it's not brand new but it's not used very much at all and that's video messaging. Uh. Right. So you can only do it from your phone. Okay. But it does show up everywhere on all your devices when you've, when you've recorded it. So you, if you're trying to get someone's attention and they get a lot of email or LinkedIn messages, if you do a video message, it stands out because the video shows up in their scroll, right? Of messages. So Uh not only that, but it's, more personal. Uh-huh. And so from a relationship standpoint, I like that. I don't do it as often as I would like because I'm not, I don't like seeing me on video that much. It's just, you know, but that's if I'm dressed yeah. to the nuns, maybe if I've got all my makeup on. But yeah. I do think that um that that has a, a a big effect. There's also audio messaging, of course, as well. Um and there was something else that that I was gonna say. Um he, uh, well, in terms of relationships, what else is new? Well, I think, and this brings up another whole topic, actually, and that is, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the difference between creator mode and just ordinary, not creator mode. I am sort of, but I would imagine that a lot of listeners aren't. So will you explain that? Sure, except that most people, I think, are misusing it, and I'm not sure why. Okay, okay. yeah. So um, when you first have your profile, it's just in, I don't know what it's called, but it's static mode. Okay, Uh so um, it used to be when LinkedIn Live first came out that they were only allowing it to certain people at a time, and you had to apply and you had to be in creator mode. Okay. So it's a toggle switch just on your profile, just a part way down, just below the fold and um, uh, to on and off it. Now, if you, it was originally meant by the name creator, if you're content creators, 
Because what you see when people are in creator mode, you see hashtags under their headline. Well, hashtags aren't for people. Hashtags are for content. Yeah. Right. So you get to see what those people write about. Right. Hashtag relationships, hashtag, you know, marketing and so on. And, um, and so I resisted it for the longest time because I'm not a big content person. And because, because here's the biggest piece from a first impression viewpoint, when you see somebody's profile at the top, you see a blue button that either says connect or Uh follow. Yeah. Right. And if you're first level connected, it says message. Okay. So you, you know, you're connected to them, but Um, If it says connect, which is the normal uh, first way of doing it, that invites people to connect with you, right? If you're in uh, creator mode, it says follow. Now, to me, that's for thought leaders and people Mm -hmm. with huge connection bases where they can't, they're over their limit and they have to just have you follow them. They're influencers, right? Today, a lot of people started using it without realizing that, and they've only got 320 connections. Well, a lot of people that are just starting out like them won't know that I could still connect with you because I have to look somewhere else to find the connect button. Okay, so it doesn't invite that very well. Uh However, LinkedIn have now changed things so that if you're in creator mode, you now automatically have access to LinkedIn Live and Audio Live, which is not, I haven't really used. It's kind of their version of um, uh, Clubhouse. Uh huh. Um, and here's the other little piece. You know, those people that when you look at their profile, their headshot moves and there's a video behind it. That yeah. little uh, 30 second video can only be done when you're in creator mode. Ah. So there's some things now that brought me over to the other side. So I'm trying it out because I wanted to test out that video because then people can see me in action. Yeah. 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 So there's there's a lot of different reasons. Yeah. That's fascinating. Wow. I'm really glad that you shared that. I'm glad that you shared all of this information uh, with the listeners because this is, you know, LinkedIn is a huge topic that people do not understand. Uh, So thank you. And so Will you let the listeners know how they can find you? Absolutely. Um, So would it be okay to share a a little free webinar that I'm doing next week? Okay. I can put the link in the chat for you. Um, So I am actually doing, um, let me just find it uh, really fast. Here it is. Uh, Eventbrite link. Okay. so. I'm doing a free webinar. It's one hour um, and it's next uh, Tuesday, February 7th at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And it's basically just going through um, um, leveraging LinkedIn um, with conversations that convert. So it's about relationships and um, messaging. Um, but it's also introducing a group program that I'm starting at the end of the month. Um, if people are interested in doing some LinkedIn training and they don't want to do one-on-one, I also do one-on-one trainings, of course, because I love doing that because then I can get with people where they are to where they need to be. But, um, but the group program will be used. It's a six week program and it'll be, 
it'll be all of the same stuff. It's just that you're in a group, so you don't get the one-to-one attention, right? Um, and so they can reach out to me on um, my website, JanicePorter.com. Um, they can, uh, if they're interested, they can um, definitely, oh, this may not air until after that. So that might Yeah, not, it's probably right? not. I'm going to clip yeah. that part out. Yeah. 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 So, 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 so here's no, all right. So here's just my calendar um, link if anyone's interested in talking about um, right. anything to do with uh, LinkedIn. I'm happy to to have that conversation. Sorry about that, Diane. That's okay. Um, yeah. So in my website, they can see um, my offerings and what I do and who I am and all that good stuff. So I'm happy to talk to anybody. And they can reach me on LinkedIn. They can find me there because I'm slash Janice Porter. So it's easy to find me. Excellent. Thank you. So thank, as I said, thank you so much. And I will make sure that um, the right information is in the show notes and uh, listeners. Thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.